And welcome to Talk Story, the longest-running talk show on Maui. I think someone counted it up. I'm over 10,500 shows and counting. And I am so happy to have in the studio two very, very busy people. Amanda Hall, PR marketing for the Millhouse Restaurant, and also Kane Carboneau, who's a food and beverage. And, I mean, these people are so, so busy. It's my new wonderful favorite place to go right up the street here. And it's such a wonderful place to not only have fine dining, but the dining experience. Wonderful food, fantastic service, and one of the most beautiful settings you can ever imagine. Just absolutely fabulous views. Um, It's just like, I mean, it's like paradise. You look up into the hills, you see the blue sky clouds, you see the pond, you see the green grass, see all the fresh vegetables and things growing out there. It's wonderful. So you've got a big event coming up um, this coming Friday, and I, I just love the kind of event you're putting on. You come up with really creative ideas. How do you do these creative ideas, like this uncorked and unplugged event happening on Friday? Um, well, this one, I don't. we don't come up with these. They always fall into our laps. We're really <laughs> lucky that way. Uh, there's a winemaker that we all really admire, myself and the staff, um, named Fred Scher, and we sell many of his wines. They're represented on our list. And this past year at the Kapalua Wine Festival, I learned that he plays guitar. Um, and he is, I also got a chance to meet him for the first time then. He's a very down to earth, very humble guy. And for how talented he is, it's even more impressive at how humble he is. And with just such a Which cool. Which winery is he with? So he, he has his own winery, Fredshire uh, Winery. In Napa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually in Sonoma, California. Oh, Sonoma. Yeah. My, that's and... where I lived for 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a radio station there. I lived for there for 10 years. And I, I mean, my heart was just broken when I saw all the fires that were happening there. My God, it was just awful this year. The house I lived in for 10 years completely burned to the ground and everything. And so many of my friends lost their homes and businesses and it was just oh so i mean i guess i hope his winery was okay in that fire it was yeah it was but um i know that not everybody was that lucky yeah so definitely everybody's hearts go out to that i mean people i think also ask a lot what can you do for um people who were devastated by those fires and um the answer is drink more wine I like <laughs> buy, buy their wines, help I, them out. Absolutely true, because a lot of people aren't even visiting there. It's such a big tourist destination, and people aren't going. They're going to Napa, but they're not going to Sonoma. So that's great to hear that he's coming out. I mean, Sonoma wines are fabulous. I really like them. And the winemakers are, just like you said, the ones I did a lot of work with and dealt with and talked with on a regular basis, they're just wonderful people. Yeah, Fred... Fred really is a farmer. I mean, yes. before he's a winemaker, and he'll be the first to tell you that wines are made in the field, not in the winery. It's true, and that his wines are meant to be a representation of the terroir or the place that they were grown, and not necessarily of his winemaking skills. Mm-hmm. So I think it's his, you know, profound respect for the land and that understanding that, you know, just hand in hand with his personality. Um, he's very like laid back, super cool guy, and so I found out he plays guitar. Mm-hmm. Also, um, meanwhile, throughout this last year, I'd been um, developing a relationship, getting to know Michael Jordan, who mm-hmm. is a master sommelier. Yes, um, 
we should just all preface and get it out of the out in the open. It is not the basketball not player, not the NBA player. <laughs> not no. the NBA player. <laughs> but I tell you, uh, that's another. Although that would be a great event too. It would be. <laughs> you should have the two Michaels together, and I'm sure you'd enjoy meeting the other Michael. But no, that's not, and he's also Sonoma County Winery. Um, yes. It? Well, yeah. and he makes, uh, yeah, he makes two wines and he also, he travels all over the place. I've met him before. He's done stuff in here in, in Maui before. Yes. He's, he's a big supporter of the culinary scene in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Him and Fred are actually in Oahu right now, um, seeing some people there and hosting some dinners over there. And then they're going to be here t- on Friday, this Friday at the Millhouse restaurant at Maui Chef's Table. We're going to do a wine dinner with them, and they are the live music. So they're going to jam on their guitars together, talk about the wines. We're going to be, you know, showing their wines and pairing those with nine courses of food by Executive Chef Jeff Sher. Nine courses of food. Now, I mean, you know, four courses, five courses, six courses. I've never done a nine-course winner. How do you do a nine-course dinner? Well, they're all, you know, tasting, tasting formats, so it's going to be much smaller bites. Uh, you'll get each bite where you'll have about four to five bites per. Uh, you definitely don't leave hungry. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. You will leave full, especially with the wonderful pairings that, you know, these wonderful people have come up with uh, to match the food that Jeff will be putting out that night. Uh, you'll all leave very happy. You know, there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. There won't be a single starving person in the audience. Uh, but it is going to be a lot of food. It's going to be a, a you know, good bit of wine. And a lot of fun and a lot of great music. So it's you know, it sounds like the kind of thing you do in someone's living room. Exactly. It's exactly. a sound like if you're going to go to a special dinner at someone's house, they'd bring out the wines, they'd bring out the taste, they'd bring out the guitars afterwards, you know. And, and that's the kind of thing that sounds like an intimate experience with these winemakers. It is. Well, you know, a lot of times, as Chef Jeff will always say, is, you know, by the end of the night, it's more like a big party. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. having fun. Everybody's got to know each other, and everybody's had lots of good food and good drink. And on this special occasion, great music to yeah. match it all. Wow! And I, have they have they done? They haven't been, done an event here at, at the Millhouse before, have they? Not at the Millhouse together. Mm-hmm. Not there together. So that's exciting. And and uh, for Chef Jeff, he must be thrilled to be able to work with them as well. He's very excited. He always loves to do these wine pairing dinners. He likes to really, you know taste all the wines ahead of time to really make sure that the pairings go as smoothly as possible uh, for both mine and Amanda's end as well as his. Uh, and, it, you know, he, he does really look forward to these because it's an opportunity for everybody to taste wines that we haven't actually tasted maybe before Yeah, uh, and pair them with foods that, as you know of us, we're very innovative that we might not have ever tasted before. Well, you know, on top of that, you know, everyone, I hope you've had a chance to check out the Millhouse, but... It's just this very, very wonderfully fresh from the grounds, farm to table, literally. Um, so you're getting the most wonderful ingredients that are so full of wonderful nutrients right here on Maui in those sun-kissed fields, right there behind the restaurant. So you're having that chance to do that with lovely wines. Now, what an amazing opportunity and experience. These These... Chef's tables have really totally taken off, haven't they? They have. We are sold out every week. We typically do them on Saturdays uh, once a week, and they do. They sell out every week way in advance. 
Uh, we do, like I said, still have a few tickets available for this Friday's This Chef's Friday, because it's not a Saturday. It's, it's not a, a typical Friday, day. Yeah. Uh, so we do still have some tickets available, and you know, we hope to see as many people there as possible. Well, there's only, as you said, a few tickets left, and this is one of those experiential uh, dining um, gourmet events. So people really, really, really need to call and make reservations because otherwise it's going to be completely sold out by Friday. So they should call really right away, shouldn't they? Right, at the restaurant uh, 270 270-0333. 270-0333. In case you're driving, mm-hmm. I'll repeat it, 270-0333. That's for this Friday, uncorked, unplugged, nine-course pairing with wines from Master Sommelier, Michael Jordan, and winemaker Fred Shear, and um, special um, plates with that by Chef Jeff Shear. He's getting quite a reputation, isn't he? He is. He I'm, is. The more I'm talking to people, people are going, oh, my gosh, that chef is amazing, and he's so good looking. They always <laughs> say that's women I'm talking to. He's so good looking. Have you seen him? Uh, my gosh. I, but it, it is, it's wonderful, and it's that creative spirit that allows you to not just – it's so easy when you're doing a lot of work in a restaurant. To just do the same thing, you know, just to go by the menu and do the thing. And, and in, in no ways people like it. But to go outside the box and to do something creative, which you do on a regular basis over there, that's, um, that's the innovative inspiration that kind of is exciting that has that spirit of what I love about the Millhouse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what's happened in the last year that's taken it a step further is uh, Jeff's talent has attracted the talent of several other sous chefs Mm. that we have at the mill house that have also really like grown and blossomed there. And each week they get to go to chef's table and show off, flex their muscles and put that, you know, that creativity to good work for people to shine. Yeah. And to really shine. I was talking to you because I, I now go there, and I love it. And, of course, it's it's so popular during special events. You were super busy over the holidays. Um, but on top of that, I mean, Valentine's Day is February 14th, folks. It's weird. It's on a Wednesday this well, You know, always kind of sometime Wednesday. But Wednesday is midweek, so it's kind of a, a different time. It's not like it's a whole weekend or something. So, But you're already getting bookings for Valentine's Day and getting close to being full for Valentine's Day, which is unheard of this far out. We are. We uh, we got quite a few now. We will still, of course, have some uh, in, the, in the near future. Uh, but we do always encourage everybody to book as far in advance as possible, especially for those big special holidays like that. And we have such a wonderful spot uh, for a nice romantic dinner that it's really hard to beat when that sunset's coming down over the Waikapu Valley. It is really hard to beat that. And, it, you know, on top of that, you want to go to a place where you know it's going to be a good experience and there's the consistency. I've been there many, many times. Always a wonderful meal. Never like anything bad. You don't want to go on your special night out for Valentine's Day and have a situation where it's like, oh, my gosh, I you know, thought this was going to be special and it's not so special, you know. So it's really nice to know that it's going to be a special experience. Guest experience is our biggest, biggest thing here. You know, it's, and it's interesting because you make sure you make people feel comfortable and not rushed and that there's a presence of someone there to help them, whatever. But 
there's something about that spot that just makes you want to sit and talk and spend time over your meal. I don't know what it is. Be- I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not the gorgeous valley view that's right in front of, and the beautiful sunshine. I think it's that and it's also just savoring the meal. Yeah. I mean the meal becomes Absolutely. like part of the conversation of the dinner as well. A lot of people want to taste the other person's dish and see what it's like you know um and and the chef is always trying some new interesting things as well right right always new flavors and interesting combinations to try and share amongst the table yeah i mean so that's that's it's almost like you're you're you are going out to an event when you're going to dinner and for the uncorked and unplugged event this friday it definitely is an event because how many times do you go to a nine course meal with two with two great winemakers and master sommelier Michael Jordan and winemaker Fred Gere. Uh, very rarely does that happen. I've never heard of it happening where you do that and then you get to hear the music and entertained by them as well. Right. I, You know, wine is such a, to some people it's really intimidating and it can get a reputation <laughs> for being kind of stuffy it or snobby. Be. Yes, These guys could not be more the opposite. It's true. Um, you know, like, Michael sometimes even has referred to himself as, you know, the common man sommelier because they just, to them, it's about good food, good wine, good company. And it's their passion. It's, it is their passion, but also they like, they just want to eschew any kind of like misconceptions or attitude (laughs) that surrounds, you know, wine or winemaking. You know, like I said, Fred is really a farmer at heart. And um, Michael worked for, he has an interesting history. He worked for the Walt Disney Corporation for a long time. I didn't know that. Yeah, as one of their beverage directors. Um, So he has has a really fun personality. He has a focus on just making sure that you are having a good time, that you're enjoying yourself. Uh And now he has a job where he works with Jackson Family Wines. So he helps represent a portfolio of different winemakers throughout um, California, Washington, and Oregon. And he's, you know, traveling around the country and the world now talking about these wineries and helping them kind of find their voice. And a lot of the wines that he sells are not very expensive they're not hard to you know understand they're super drinkable really food friendly and same with the wines that he makes out of Paso Robles so is that um, just above uh, Santa Barbara there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. in central California so he's kind of all over the place doing a lot of cool things and I think these two guys just want people to come out and like kick back have a good time we always say at Maui Chef's Table that it can tend to like devolve or evolve into a big dinner party Uh you know people sit communally at Mm -hmm. tables and they get up and they see the chefs and it's interactive the chefs are cooking right in front of them in the room so I think to have the winemaker who made your wine there in the room and the chef who's cooking your food there in the room with you how do you know that's on the side it's not the mill house it's the chef's tables to the left and kind of a little back just by the little waterfall water feature back there yeah really cool outdoor pavilion we have how do you set it up for the chef how how does chef chef cook back there so we do have equipment that we uh put out there uh for each time so they actually cook right there in front of you we have grills flat tops or grills ranges and all that ovens uh, the, the chefs are able to execute everything right there, right there in, in the front back. of everybody. See, I thought it was maybe done in the kitchen then brought out, but I didn't realize it was we done We do some right of the there. prep. We do some mm-hmm. of the prep in the kitchen. Now, execution-wise, does come out 
into the chef's table so everybody can see exactly what's going on and they can ask as many questions as they want you know it's always encouraged for our guests to get out of their seats don't just stay in your seats get out of your seats come up to the chef's table mm-hmm. ask them questions uh, take pictures have fun with them don't be shy you know that's that's one of our biggest things is we don't want anybody to feel shy or feel overwhelmed or intimidated so ask every question you possibly can they're there to answer everything you have well and especially on something like this it's not like you're going to do a couple dinners a night this is a one event thing with nine courses and nine wines and the entertainment you get there about what time what time does it start it starts right at six o'clock so we do ask our guests to be there around five thirty. Uh, oh, really? To make sure everybody's in the seats, we can get drinks going before, well, in wow. this case, the wine pairings uh, getting ready. Uh, uh-huh. But we do ask everybody to be no later than 6 is when we like to start it up. Okay, and then it goes till about? About 9, 9.30-ish. Wow, so it is a full night of it entertainment. Is. It is. And, and experiential. That's it. Entertainment. How much does it cost? Uh, this this one's going to be $250 for the Friday's dinner, and that includes the food and the wine pairings themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, the chef's table costs $150 mm-hmm. uh, for the Saturday night chef's tables that we offer. And do you have regulars that come make a point of coming every time you do that? You know, it's so fun. We're beginning to see, well, with Chef's Table, we see yearly regulars, people who will come back once a year, either for a special occasion or for their yearly visit to Maui. Uh And it's really fun because we, um, actually, another winemaker recently um, came to Maui Chef's Table for the third time, Mm -hmm. not to host it, just to attend. And the first time he was seated at chef's table, um, he became such close friends, him and his wife, with the people they were seated with that they didn't know before that night that the other couple ended up visiting them in California. And then the next year they came back to Maui together and came to Maui chef's table together. Wow. And so they actually were like people make friends at Maui chef's table and they build like these bonds and then they've actually come back together to Maui chef's table. It's that, awesome. That is amazing. That's the kind of thing that happens when you go on a cruise or when you go yeah, exactly. and it's <laughs> and it's happening right there in your backyard. Well, you know, it's interesting now because the mill house was totally done over. I probably should mention, I think in all the time we've been talking, I didn't mention this is a tropical plantation. I mean, and the tropical plantation is just fabulous, and what's been happening to it is amazing. But the mill house was done over about when? Was that two years ago now? About two and a half years ago. Is it two yeah. and a half years? And, you know, there was a lot of talk about, okay, it's done over, it's nice. But you know what happens is people kind of really want to see if it's going to survive. A lot of times people do things and some things don't work, some don't. But this is this is beyond expectations amazing. And everyone still has that wow factor when they walk into that dining room and see it. But we haven't talked about something that I went and experienced uh, back in December, which was the bar. And that is a super happening place with drinks like you, you can't imagine. These are special, special drinks created by the uh, who does who do, creates these amaz- amazing so specialty our, drinks. Our bartender Dane is uh, the head creative mind behind our bar. However, everybody behind our bar is extremely talented and creative, and all impact our bar menu quite a bit. Uh, it is impressive to see all of them back there because uh, they're they have they go about our cocktails more of a culinary side instead of just a drink side. And they really put a lot of time and effort into creating these wonderful cocktails. They're not your usual cocktails. They're dr- cocktails you've never ever thought of or heard of and combinations you'd never think of. That's it. That's it. We uh, we want our guests, just like our food, to experience something that maybe they haven't necessarily experienced before. Some uh, of the drinks have five, six ingredients, seven <laughs> ingredients, right? 
Yeah, Dane's um, Dane has a passion for making relationships with farmers. He has a background in environmental studies uh, from college. That's what he um, was studying, and now it's translated into the bar in an interesting way. He actually utilizes invasive species, things like java plums, that are you know invasive to the island, and he finds ways to incorporate that into the bar program. And he finds ways to use ingredients. It basically dictates the menu. You know, a drink doesn't go on the menu unless it's inspired by and utilizing local Maui ingredients. And they're great. I mean, there's so many things that are just exciting to even want to try. Plus, there's all there's, there's a nice selection of items you can have if you come to the bar. Now, the bar opens at what time for happy hour? Well, uh, it's not really a happy hour. Well, the bar, the bar is open all day from 11 to 9. Uh, <laughs> oh, I we, didn't know it was open all day. It is, all day from 11 to 9. Oh. Uh, our happy hour does begin at 3, between 3 and 5. Okay. And there's special drinks uh, for happy hour as well as food options. Uh-huh. So that's you, a great time. If, if you live on Maui, that's a great time to come by to get yes. a drink because we have the happy hour pricing, but we also offer a Kama Aina discount, 15% off food. So you'll get the 15% off food at the happy hour pricing already and then the drinks are on happy hours and it's a nice menu it is i mean it's really enough for to consider it a dinner really you know what you get i mean i know i like i'm being a vegetarian i always have the chickpea panisse is it panisse 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 and it's available it is for the happy hour and it is phenomenal Phenomenal. It is wonderful, and every time I've had other people try it too, and they just absolutely love it. And you can get things like the hamburger, hamburger or tacos. Now, of course, our menu does change daily, so some of the items might not be on there every single day. But for the most part, uh, we always have the hamburger, the tacos, and the chippy panisse uh, on the happy hour, along with some other items like ceviche. Yes, that's that's really good. Mochico chicken bao buns and that kind of thing. What's that? So mochico chicken uh, style has a marinade on the bao. Uh, it's made with rice flour, uh, and then we use them in like a steam roll, a steam bun itself. Uh, really nice little uh, sandwich almost like items that are phenomenal, really good for happy hour. But the wow. best part is the Korean spiced aioli that's oh, really? on it, the sauce. The gojujang aioli. It's so <laughs> good. The chicken bao buns are delicious. That sounds very exotic. It really does. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> and and I don't want it, um, our time to go by without also mentioning um, the coffee, which you made a point um, when this whole idea was envisioned and created, to be very, I, I'd say, have to say, extremely venturesome uh, to try to do all these wonderful things. But part of it was creating your own coffee and roasting your own coffee and having this wonderful coffee available for people in the morning out there. They can stop by and have a a lovely little pit stop on the way to work and have really fresh roasted coffee. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, coffees, most of them grown on Maui. That's what we specialize in. We also have coffees that are grown on Hawaii on the Big Island and some uh, coffees from really high-grade producers in South America, Ethiopia, Yemen, Indonesia. Really? So they're always the roasters are always looking for interesting, really high-quality beans, but most of it is Maui coffee. And then it's roasted there on site, and then it's served daily in our coffee cafe, which is open from 8 till 4. I didn't know it was open that late. I thought it was just in the morning time. Yeah, 8 till 4 every day. 
So it's a nice place. And even if you need a little work break from Wailuku or Kahului yeah. and take a little drive over and get a coffee. That's No, that's great to know. I thought it was just the morning time. So it's super busy. What what do you see as the success? I mean, you've been there for a while. Usually places have high turnover. I mean, I hate to say it. I get to know people. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I wonder if they'll survive. You guys have been super busy. You're there working hard. I saw you over the holidays working on, I think, New Year. It was a Christmas day, a Christmas Eve. Yeah, on Christmas at, Eve, yeah. I, what is the passion that's going on there that's making this successful? So I think it, you know, what you mentioned earlier ties in with this, that especially in the restaurant industry, everybody's always wondering if something will fail or how long it it's will true. last. It is true. And I have to say, speaking candidly on Maui, it's a very small place. So you also watch for those things. Will this impact our community or not? I think that every day, all of us just, we don't go there to work thinking like, will this succeed or will this not succeed? We go there every day. How can we carry out the Millhouse mission? How can we make Maui Tropical Plantation a better player in the community? And I think that most of that motivation comes from within ourselves. And all of that credit is really due to the general manager, Francesco Greco. He hires incredible people that are really driven and really want to be part of a sustainable future for Maui and that's his goal and so I think that that is like he leads all of us in that but our hearts are all in the same place mm-hmm. and so that's like he all we can do you, a lot of freedom you know as well he seems to give you a lot of chance to do what you want to do boy you know he's like he doesn't micromanage but he sees everything uh-huh. and it's it's been like a real honor to see that guy work and um he always says because you know kane and i will be you know really heavy on like we have to train the staff we have to make them really knowledgeable we have to make sure they're giving great service we have to make sure the food's perfect and then he's the guy who reminds all of us yeah that's all we have to do all of that but you got to have the heart mm. you know it has to be empathetic service wow. it has to be service with aloha and he yes. he's really the guiding force and in all of that that is one of the special things about dining at the millhouse you do feel that that the people do care they want to make sure you're fine they want to make sure you're totally happy and a lot of times they know exactly what you've ordered before because you have a very consistent staff. And they go, oh, I remember you had Good this to before. Good to hear. <laughs> you, you, I remember you had that before. Oh, you like the – and I do. I love your Arnold Palmer and the tea that's made from the cane sugar. I'm like, it's the best plantation tea that I can, I've ever had in my life. It, I don't know what's in that besides the natural cane sugar, from. I think, from your own grounds. But it is – I mean, I'm want, I'm craving it just talking about it. It is so good. I mean, that kind of thing where you have a tea that is that I can rave about, right? I mean, how often do you go to a restaurant and go, this is the best tea I've ever had in my life, right? I mean, that's something when you can go to a place like that. And I know your staff. I know the people. And I just love the fact that you can go there and really just say, this was an amazing meal. I sent other people there. They said, we spent two and a half hours at lunch. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> just, just, we, we didn't know if we'd have time, but we just couldn't stop ourselves. It was just bad. You know, we spent the whole afternoon there, right? And you have that happen, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Which is, which is really, really special. I do want to make sure we mention, um, because I had a chance to talk to White Orchid Wedding. What's her name again, the lady in charge Carol of Carol Lee. Carol Lee from White Orchid Weddings is now 
working with you had a, you had a great event that was uh, the candlestick maker, the butcher, the butcher the baker, baker, and the candlestick, candlestick maker. maker event. Brilliant idea, and um, I had a chance to talk to her then. But White Orchid does great weddings, so now she's part of your wedding experience. And again, you have this beautiful place, and anyone getting married, my gosh, you know, you know how important the photos are and having a good backdrop. Well, That's for you sure. you've got that. You've got that at the uh, Tropical Plantation, so I'm sure everyone's going to be super busy. Valentine's Day is crazy off the charts busy for weddings. But, you know, if you're thinking of a wedding coming up in June, May or June, um, it's White Orchid does top, top-notch weddings, so it's a nice marriage, <laughs> pun intended there, <laughs> to have White Orchid with the Tropical Plantations. Well, and I heard you're going to be doing that area over and back as well. Is that right? I heard that area might be expanded. Mm-hmm. We're definitely working on some uh, some goals here in the near future. About, about the, what about you're going to be doing? That, absolutely. Wow. What, so it's just part of the whole overall thing. I don't want people to be left out. Um, I think you only have like 15 seats left, right? Hey, Allison, sit here. You, on, you only have a few seats left for this Friday's Uncorked and Unplugged event. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Um, the number to call is 270 Is that yep. right? 270 for uh, a nine-course wine pairing with amazing dishes from Fred Shear, um, music, and uh, an event you'll be talking about with friends you'll meet and know for years <laughs> to come. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, thanks for what you do. I mean, just talking to you, I want to go there right now. I, t- I, I have to stop. I know, really. We're I'm still open. I know you're still open. We'll see you after work. <laughs> okay, thank you, Amanda. Thank you so right. much. Thank you. Have a good one. And um, don't forget to book for Valentine's Day because they're filling up, folks. 270 right? That's it. Got it, got it memorized. <laughs>